What's up, church? How we doing, everybody? Are we good? Are we good? Um, man, thank you for being here today on a uh, snowy, uh, it's not snowing, but it's snowful. It's very snowful outside, and it's cold, and, and I just want to know, I want to know, how many, of you, how many of you like this? How many of you are, you, you get excited, you put on the hat and the coat, and just sick, twisted people, just sick, <laughs> twisted people. Man, the church is full of all kinds, praise the Lord. I just want to know who, my, who I'm prayer battling against, okay? So I'm prayer battling. Some of you are praying for snow. I'm praying against it, all right? Um, but no, it's, it's all right. Thank you for being here today. I want to say hey to everybody who's watching right now online. And, of course, everybody who's over at that south side, south campus. Come on, will you put your hands together and welcome everybody who's watching with us today? Man, I love you guys so much, and I just love what's happening in our church right now, all of the amazing things that God's doing uh, through this 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're starting this year strong. We're getting into the Word of God. We talked about that last week. In fact, we've, we've sold over 200 one-year Bibles, which is really, really amazing. So people are hungry, getting into the Word of God, and, and uh, if, you, if you haven't bought one yet, you can buy one. Uh, we have some here. You can buy them online. You can also follow along digitally on the one-year Bible through your app. But man, God is doing some some cool stuff, and he's doing some cool stuff. He's getting ready to do some cool stuff, and I'm just very, very excited. And we're and it, a big part of what God is doing this year, I believe, is, is how we start. So we're starting fresh, and we do this every year. We, we really want to start every single year that we can as strong as we possibly can. And so we do, we do a series uh, on things like the spiritual disciplines where we can grow our faith, really, really strengthen our faith, get our perspective right. And, 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 and what we've done this year to help us do that is center our thoughts on the nature of God. Because when you're not sure what to do, when you're not sure which way is up, and you're not sure what to think, and you're not sure what's happening with society or what's happening in your own family for that matter, when you're not sure which way to go, the way to go is towards God. Yeah, we get a little bit more participate. Yeah, okay, yeah. The way to go is toward God. That's really the way to go. And, and, and it's the nature of God. This is what we're talking about in this series. It's the nature of God. And we're using this verse found in Lamentations chapter 3. It's just kind of a little bit of a springboard for our, our discussion. Because it, it's this very encouraging, bright, positive verse in the midst of a very, very difficult book. A, a book that, like, you're not going to read on a, on a rainy day, probably. Lamentations. It's literally just one complaint and cry to God after another. It's not very encouraging. It's bad in Lamentations. But there is this verse, there is this verse that just shines like the stars in the sky, and it's beautiful. It's Lamentations chapter 3. It says this, because of the Lord's great love. Everybody say great love. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. That love is rooted in God's goodness. So we talked about how God's goodness is great. And so when we look, about, we look at the goodness of God, when we think about the goodness of God, it centers us. It reprioritizes us. Then it says, for his compassions never fail. We talked about how his mercy, his mercy never misses the mark. And so we talked about how God's always gracious, he's always forgiving, and then we talked about great is your faithfulness. And so, and the whole point of all of that is that little phrase in there in verse 23, they are new every morning. How many know God's got something new for you today? 
How many know no matter what yesterday looked like, today's a new day? Whatever last month looked like, today's a new month. No matter what last year looked like, this year is a new year. And every single moment of every single day is a new chance, a new opportunity for us to trust in the goodness of God, to step forward in the mercy of God, and for us to recount the faithfulness of God. And when we do that, that centers us, it reprioritizes us, and it, it sets us toward our true north, okay? And so today, we, we've talked about that. We talked Last week, we talked about the word of God. We talked about eating fresh. Today, I want to talk about living fresh. I want to talk about living fresh. Uh, how do you live fresh each and every single day? And the answer is prayer. The answer is prayer. The spiritual discipline of praying. Okay, I want to talk about praying a little bit. We talk about, we do prayer in church. We talk about prayer a lot in church. But how do we actually pray? And what is the benefit of prayer? And that's what I want to talk just a little bit about today, if we can. I want to talk about not only our side of the conversation, because the word of God is God speaking to us, right? And prayer is us communicating our heart back to God. So that's part, it's our side of the relationship. How many know God does not save us to a religion? He saves us to a relationship. God didn't create you just so you can follow a bunch of rules. He created you so he can know you, so he can speak into your life, and so he can hear you speak back to him. Like, this is the most, this is the beauty of the gospel. This is what God has for us. And so prayer is our part of that. And, and, and if spiritual lives are dynamite, all right, if we're going to just follow this analogy, if spiritual lives are dynamite, then the word of God is gunpowder, okay? Feeling that? <laughs> And prayer is the fuse, all right? So prayer is what sets it all off. Prayer is what, is li what lights our soul on fire, okay? Not fire, fire, okay? That's, that's what we're talking about today, how to light our soul on fire, all right? Um, let me give you a couple verses from the Word of God on prayer and how powerful prayer is. First of all, Mark chapter 11 says, this is Jesus saying, talking, he says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe what you have received, and it will be yours. Okay, we could spend like 30 minutes just talking about how amazing that is, if that's true, okay? But let's move on. There's other verses I want to get to. Um, prayers are James 5, 16. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful. Everybody say, it's powerful, it's powerful and effective. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. How many situations? Every situation. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And when you do that, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How many of you could use a little peace in the place today? All right, yeah, I think all of us, right? 1 John 5, 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. John 14, again, this is Jesus saying, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Now, I know I just read those through, but let me just ask you, what if those were true? What, what if, like, all of that amazing scripture that we just read, what if that actually was true and God would do it? Like if you could pray and God could move, wouldn't that be amazing? Here's good news. It is. 
It's true. Those verses are true. And you see it all throughout the Bible. Hannah, in the Old Testament, she's not able to conceive, and she prays, and she prays, and she prays, and God gives her a son named Samuel, all because she did the impossible, all because she prayed. Uh, even, even after really messing up, just in a massive, massive way, Samson in the Old Testament, at the end of his life, he prays, and he does more for the advancement of the, the cause of Israel than he had done throughout his entire life because he prayed. Uh, you look at Esther. She saves an entire nation because she prayed. Jesus overcame temptation because he prayed. And then when he, the whole thing that he came to do, which is redeem the, the hearts of, of mankind by going to the cross and by dying for our sins, his flesh was crying out. He overcame his flesh and fulfilled the will of God and brought salvation to the, to the entire world. Why? Because he prayed. He prayed in a garden. There is power in prayer, and powerful things happen when we pray. If you believe it, say, I do. Okay, so we believe it. Now, here's the question. Why don't we do it? Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? I mean, let's be honest. I don't want to take a survey, but if I was taking a survey, I'd ask how many, how many of us would say we could use a little bit more prayer in our life. I think we'd all raise our hands if we're not. Or I'd say how many of us aren't as consistent as we should be? I Probably all of us would raise our hands. Why don't we pray if we think it works, if we believe it works, then why don't we do it? I want to talk about that a little bit, all right? So I want to kind of get in there, get in there a little bit. Kind of mess with all of us a little bit, okay? Because if prayer is where the power is, then we need to pray. We've got to pray just to make it today. That's why we pray. Pray! Okay, so, sorry. 90s moment just came over me. All right, why don't we pray? I think sometimes the reason we pray, or we, the re sometimes the reason we don't pray, is because we we don't, it hasn't worked before. Have you ever had, have you ever prayed a prayer that didn't get answered? Yeah, I mean, you probably, you know, you prayed a prayer, didn't get answered, so you're like, so even subconsciously, you're like, I, I mean, what's the point? I prayed before and it didn't work. But here's what's amazing. You think about some of those times it didn't work, but how many times did it work? How many of you have ever prayed that, that you would feel better after the cold, like during the cold or during the flu, and you felt better. <laughs> Come on, you know, right? I mean, God, God helped you. Like how many times you had a, a financial miracle that you were facing, God came through for you? How many times were you driving home in treacherous conditions and you prayed, oh God, oh God, surround me with all the angels, all of them, Gabriel, Michael, anyone I don't even know of, just surround me in Jesus' name. You're praying and God protected you. But then you get to your next destination, you get there, and all of a sudden you forgot about how God protected you because you're focused on the next thing that you're having to deal with. A lot of times we forget how God has helped us because we're so busy needing God to help us again. Prayer is powerful, and he's proved it, hasn't he? He's come through for us. He's helped us. It's just that we forget. Sometimes, sometimes God answers our prayers because he has something else that's even more amazing for us. 
Like, how many of you prayed for a relationship that didn't work out, and you were like, <laughs> you look back, you're like, praise God. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, let's not be mean, but like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, you know, there was like, yeah, I'm probably in fourth grade, I was like, oh, this is the will of God, you know, Lord, let this happen. You know, like, it's, God's like, you're not ready, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not ready for that. Or girls that I date, it's like, oh, God's like, God just, I, you know, I think you think you want this, but I have something better for you. And her name is Jen. In fact, I remember being like 19 and 20 and 21 years old, just being like, oh, God, all my friends are to get married. In Springfield, like everybody gets married at 18. Like it's like weird. It's like it's weird. If you're 20, you're like really old. 21, you're just a lost cause. <laughs> Because you're out of college, and then then what? Like, how are you ever going to find somebody? And so that's like literally 21. I'm like, oh, God, this is bad. This is, oh, God, I'm lonely. They're all getting married. And look at me. I'm pitiful. I remember praying all the time. sad, sad how much of a whimpering, whiny baby I was. Just sad. And I just remember praying, and my wife is six years younger than me, right? So I remember I'm praying, oh, God, oh, where is she? Oh, God. God's like, she's in high school, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, God, you're keeping goodness from me. And God's like, no, I'm just keeping you out of jail, you know? It's like, <laughs> sometimes God's actually, God's actually helping you by not answering your prayer, right? Right? Um, or, or there's times I think a lot of times where, where we're, we're praying for something and God's actually doing something deeper in us. We're praying, we're asking God to do something for us, but he's actually doing something in us, like developing patience or character or perseverance or any, anything that's truly important. God's, God's working in our heart and he's, he's developing us in that. Like someone ever wronged you. And you, like, what God's trying to, uh, you know, develop in you is forgiveness. But what you, what you find yourself praying for is justice, right? Someone's wronged you, and you're like, oh, God, strike them down, Lord, right now. Lord, let, just cover them from head to toe in boils. Lord, just boils everywhere. I pray they can't sleep. You know, have you ever prayed a prayer like that? You know, uh, you know, God, I just pray as they're walking. I pray a safe would fall on them, just like in the cartoons, Lord. It's just, some of you like, that got dark. That just got dark. But you could pray like, you could find yourself praying a prayer like that, and God's like, actually, what needs to happen is you've got some issues, clearly, and you need to grow. And I'm not going to strike them down. I'm actually going to work in your heart so that you can come back together and and work on your forgiveness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work in you. You know, prayer isn't about trying to get God to do what we want him to do. It's about God using prayer to make us into who he wants us to be. That's what prayer is. It's, it's us tapping in and God working in us and, and experiencing all that, that he wants us to experience. I think another reason maybe we don't pray is because it's just a little bit weird. It's just a little bit weird, right? Like, I mean, if you see someone just walking down the street and they're just talking, you know, you can't hear what they're saying, you're like, that, that's probably a little crazy. Like, that's a little bit crazy. And prayer, like, can feel that way. Like, you're, you're in your room, you know, and you're like, you start praying, and, 
and, and, and it just seems a little bit different. Or it seems like, you know, like you're not very, you're not very good at it. Have you ever felt like you're not good at it? Like you feel like you see people who are good at it, like in your life group, you're like every time that person prays, like, oh, they know how to pray. <laughs> you know, they, maybe they talk real slow, they start real slow, and they, you know, have a little, they, God is two syllables, you know, like God, you know, like someone who prays with God. Like their accent changes, like they're not from the South, but all of a sudden they have a Southern accent, like immediately, oh God, dear precious heavenly Father. You know, somebody who prays, you're like, you're like, man, that's real prayer. Like, that's a good prayer. And you're like, there's no way I can compete. You know, they throw in some scripture. It's like, oh, in first Exodus, Lord, oh, God. There is no first Exodus. You know they're a poser if they throw first Exodus out there. Just saying. And as you think about, you see them, and then you think about yourself, and, and you get out there to, to pray, and you're like, Hey, God, it's me, Scott. You probably already knew that. I mean, because you're God and stuff. You probably already knew that. Oh, man, this isn't going well. Like, that's how you can feel sometimes. It could just feel weird. And, and so we believe in its power, but we just don't know how to go about it. So I want to take some time, and, and I want to I just do a quick deep dive on on the, the W's of prayer, the W's of prayer, okay? The, this is gonna be the recorder's or the reporter's guide to prayer. You know how a reporter will ask you like why, where, what, when, how, like that's, that's what we're gonna do today. I wanna give you just a deep dive onto the why, the what, the how, the where, the when, and the who of prayer. It's gonna be teachy today, but I'm, I'm hoping that this will equip you so that when you hear about, you hear about prayer, you, you hear about why we should be praying, that it doesn't, it doesn't become this thing, this thing that you can't do. It becomes a thing that, that you should be doing and God wants for you and, and it becomes very natural. So, so why should we pray? What should we pray for? How should we pray? Where should we pray? When should we pray? And who should we pray to? Okay, so we're going to cover those things. We're all going to walk away with a better prayer life in Jesus' name. But before we do, will you find three people and say, we've got to pray just to make it today. Come on, find three people and say, we've got to pray just to make it today. Yeah. MC Hammer. Um, okay, why should we pray? Number one, because there is power in prayer. Now, I know we've talked about this a little bit already, but I want to make this point. There's power in prayer, and the more that we pray, the more power we will have. When we pray, we connect to the power source. We plug in. We plug in. So the same God that spoke the world into existence, the same God that sustains all things that are natural, that same God wants you to plug into him. And the way that you do it is through prayer. The way that you connect is through prayer. It's, it's literally like when you become a Christian, it's literally like you're going from, from gas, like a gas-powered car to an electric-powered car. And, and you can plug into the power source any single time, any time you want. You can plug right in. You can plug into the power source. Okay, so what is, it, what is the power for? It's, it's power to live different. God changes us 
when we pray. Paul says in Romans that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So you've got this, you've got this. And when you, when you pray, you're tapping in to that power source. You're tapping in. And so you get, a, you get the power to live different. Prayer changes our hearts. Prayer changes us. I, I talk about this at the welcome party, but being a lead pastor and certainly being a church planner were some of the last things on my list, right next to missionary. Like literally, it was like, you know, like I did not want to do those things, honestly. Just full disclosure. Didn't want to do it. But I felt like God was speaking, this is what I want you to do, and I started praying about it. I started, I was trying to talk God out of it. <laughs> but as I was talking to God about it, he started talking me into it and now changed my desires. And now there's nothing else that I'd rather be doing than what I'm doing right now. I love it. It is what I'm called to do. God is changing my heart. God is changing my heart to serve others, to, to, serve, my, to serve my wife. When, when we first got married, I, I knew it took me, it did take me a while because I felt like God was like, man, you've got so much work that you've got to do. You've got to be, you're so selfish. And even when I started, we got married, I was selfish. But the more I pray uh, for my wife and the more I pray for our marriage, the less selfish I become. God changes us when we pray. He changes our hearts. Prayer keeps us encouraged as well. If you're discouraged, you should pray. If, you're, if, you're, if you need encouragement, you should pray. In the mornings, I like to take time in the mornings and pray. And, and I start my day, there's a million things that I have on my mind. I don't know if, if, if this is true with you, but when I start my day, I'm like, let's go. Like, let's go. We've got to conquer the world by noon, you know? Like, we've got to solve all the world's problems. And so I've got all of these things, and, and I wake up, and, and sometimes it's heavy, and I'm discouraged. I'm discouraged about things that aren't happening. And, and as I start to pray, God changes me, and he reorients me, and, and my faith gets stronger and, and I become more full of faith. It keeps us focused, keeps us on track. Prayer helps us fulfill our purpose. So there's power in prayer and it changes us. But prayer not only changes us, prayer changes them. God changes them when we pray. How many of you, how many of you have a few thems that need some changing? <laughs> okay, thems in your life. <laughs> Don't point to them if they're in the room, okay? That's not appropriate. But like, there's some people in your life that you're like, oh, God, please, do something. Guess what? He can. God can change him. And guess what? You can't. How many know you can't? You've tried. <laughs> there's people in your life that you can't change, but God can. If you've got some thems that need changing, you should pray for them. In the same way that Esther prayed for favor, with the king, and God granted it to her, changed his heart. God can, God can do that for you. God wants to do that for you. God changes them when we pray. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your kids. Pray for your boss. Pray for your employees. Pray for your neighbors. There is power in prayer. God changes things when we pray. He changes us. He changes them. He changes things. God can do miracles. God can change your circumstance. God can change your situation. God can do the miraculous. So that's, that's why we pray. What should we pray for? Well, we should pray for God's kingdom. We should pray for God's kingdom. When you get saved, what God does is he, he changes your desires to where you start caring about things that you never cared about before, right? 
Like you'll start caring about like souls. Like we'll be up here saying, we gotta save souls. And you're like, amen. You're like, how do I even care about that? That's God, right? That's God working on your heart. And you should pray for the kingdom. You should pray that the kingdom of God advances, that light pierces darkness, that as we collectively, as a church, as you're called here, that we would come together, that God would use us to advance his kingdom, that revival would come, that his light would shine, and the darkness would be pushed back in this world. We should pray for the kingdom of God. Find yourself praying for God. Pray for your church. Pray for your life group. Pray for your life team. Pray for your leadership. Pray for the missionaries that you know. Pray for revival. Pray for the churches in the community. Let's pray. Let's pray for the kingdom to move forward. And then pray for your part. So pray for the kingdom in general, and then pray for your part in bringing about the kingdom of God, that God would help you steward it. So you should pray for yourself. Start praying about all the things that you need. Pray for wisdom. Pray for discernment. Pray for purity. Pray for peace. Pray for direction. Pray that God will put dreams in your heart. Pray for something big. Pray for it and see God do it. And then one thing that I like to do is, this is kind of a little pattern of prayer, which we'll talk about here in just a second, but... Um, as, you, as you start praying for yourself, I like to do circle prayer. So like I'll pray for myself, kind of a little circle, and then I'll pray for a concentric circle that's bigger, which is my family. I'll start praying for my family, start listing them off. And you start praying for your extended family. Start praying for your friendships. Start praying for your work relationships, for your neighbors. You start working yourself out. Start praying for your city. Start praying for your county. Start praying for the school systems. You start praying for the government officials. You start praying for our leaders. You start praying for our nation. You know what? We spent a bunch of time complaining about leaders. How about we start praying for leaders? That's all I'm saying. Because there's a whole lot more power in prayer than there is in complaining. We could pray. We could make a difference. We could literally see things change if we would connect to the power source and see God's kingdom come. What else? What should you pray for? Everything. Everything. I love 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Everything that you're facing, every need that you're going through, every burden that you're experiencing, give it to God. Cast it on him because he cares for you and he can do something about it. All right, well, how should you pray? Pray with faith. Hebrews 11 says, It's the faith chapter, and it says that anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So so the first aspect of of your prayer is that, God, I believe. I believe. I'm going to come to you with faith. Again, rooted in the goodness of God, rooted in the nature of God. We've been talking about that, limitations. He is good, and he does good. Do you believe it? Then as you approach him, let that be your center point. Say, God, I believe you are good, you do good, and you're going to do something good here in this situation. Let that faith rise in your heart. Start your prayer time like that. Pray with faith. And then pray with boldness. Pray with boldness. There's a passage in, in the Luke chapter 11. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to read a verse from it. But the context is Jesus is talking. And he's talking about, he's painting a story. He's using a parable to paint this story. 
And, and there's this neighbor who needs some bread from his other neighbor, but it's late. And, and like, he's like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to help you. I, I'm, my kids are sleeping. I'm, just leave me alone. But he says he does help him. And this is why in verse 8. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. He says, this is how you should pray. You should pray shamelessly bold, audacious. Does your prayer life look audacious? Does it like bold? Like, God, I'm asking you for something big. I'm coming to you boldly. I'm not coming to you sheepishly. Oh, gracious Father, if you don't mind, if you're not too busy, if you, just, if, if you could just find a window for me. Like, I understand humility, yes, but God wants us to approach him boldly, with boldness, and pray a bold prayer. Is there any boldness in the house today? Come on, let's get bold. Let's get bold. Then pray with persistence. Pray with boldness. Pray with persistence. Jesus tells them another parable in Luke 18 about how they should pray and never give up. Luke 18, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And he talks about this, you skip down, he talks about this unjust judge. So this judge who isn't good, he's, a, he's, not, he's not a good judge, he's a bad judge. And there's this widow who keeps begging him for justice. And, he, and he's like, no, no, no. Finally, he relents because she won't leave him alone. For some time he refused, verse four, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, I don't even care about this woman, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Verse six, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. That's someone who doesn't even have the mind of God. He says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly he says you keep coming and you keep coming and you keep coming you keep peppering that thing with prayer you keep peppering your marriage with prayer you keep peppering your uh, work situation with prayer you keep praying every time you think about it you pray about it instead of worrying about it instead of getting stressed out about it i'm not going to do any of that i'm going to pray about it then pray with a pattern pray with a pattern a lot of times I think when we go to prayer, we're like, I don't know what to do. And we'll start for 30 seconds, 60 seconds. We're kind of like, I'm kind of out. What else should I, what else should I do? And, and that, that makes sense. Because unless, like, you've done this a lot, it, you're not going to know what to do. And even if you have done it a lot, it's still helpful to have a pattern. If, you're, if you like to, to make food, you're going to use a cookbook, right? Unless you're just an amazing chef. And this is what Jesus gives us. He gives us a recipe for prayer called the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6. Let me read it to you. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. How many of you have ever heard that? Just raise your hand if you ever heard that. I grew up saying that prayer. My first church experience was very, very traditional, very traditional. And we would say that prayer, and we wouldn't mean that prayer, right? You'd say it to get it out of the way 
so you can move on with the rest of everything else. It was rote. It was mindless. Jesus doesn't give us that prayer so that we can be mindless with it. With it. He gives it to us as a formula. He says, this then is how you should pray. And so let me give you the formula that's hidden in here. And we've kind of reorganized it to where it, 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 this is a, a little pattern called praise. P-R-A-Y-S. A fired up Christian praise. A successful pr- Christian praise. A powerful Christian praise. You could say it like that. P-R-A-Y-S. If you heard me say this before, then this is just a little reminder to you. But this is literally the pattern that is found in the Lord's Prayer. Starts with praise, true praise, which is worship, praise. He says, hallowed be your name. He's like, as you come to God, you start, God, praise your name, hallowed. That means holy. Holy is your name. You are awesome and worthy and altogether separate and righteous and amazing. You can start your prayer like that. Then repent. R, repent. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. So he's like, a good part of your prayer should be like, Lord, forgive me for the things I've done. I'm going to turn from that, and I want to turn towards you. And I want to encourage you to pray this every single day. And some of you are like, oh, I don't mess up that much. Well, come teach us, oh, holy one. All right, your ways. Um, A of all. B of all, you start praying that, you'll realize how messed up you are. You'll start being like, Lord, I'm, I, I, I repent from, oh, yeah, yeah, yesterday. I shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have thought that. And here's, what, here's the power of that. As you turn from it, it keeps you from going down that path. See, some, some of you, you just get angry all the time. You don't even realize how angry you are. You just keep getting angry and angry and angry. But if when you get angry, you would say, God, I'm sorry for that anger. You might actually make some traction. You will make some traction. Or some of you just, just give in to your lust. You're like, I'm just lustful. Sorry, take it or leave it. I'm just being real. How about you just be better? And the way you get better is by turning from it. Say, God, I repent for that. I repent of that. That's not, that's not holy to you. That's not, that's not who you are. That's not who you want me to be. I turn from that. Help me. And then you ask, praise, repent, ask. Bring your needs to God. Give us our day. Give us today our daily bread. So you say, God, I, here, and, and you can have a prayer list. I encourage you to have a prayer list. I've got a prayer list. I update every, all the time. Things I'm, big things I'm praying for. People I'm praying for all the time situations I'm praying for. I'm praying for it over and over and over and over and over again. I'm asking you, God. I'm asking you, God. If you want me to pray bold, persistent, big prayers, I'm coming to you and I'm believing for this. Then I want to pray your will. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. See, when you pray your will to God, it keeps you from being focused on your will and more committed to him. God, I'm praying for all of these things, but Lord, you know what? I surrender it before you because if you have something different, that's what I want. And it keeps us from getting frustrated when it doesn't happen. You can pray for big things. You should pray for it. But if God, then if you pray your will, God, at the end of the day, I want your will above my will. See, that covers it. And you're like, well, I'm just gonna trust his will. 
I'm going to trust his will. And then show me. P-R-A-Y-S. Show me. And this is good for us Missourians. Come on, somebody. Show me. Show me where you want me to go. Lead us not into temptation. Lead me where you want me to go. Lead me not there to the things that are going to trip me up, but lead me to the things that you want to use to raise me up. Lead me. Lead me. Okay, when should we pray? It's good. It's good. We should pray all the time. Jesus prayed in the morning. He would often withdraw in the morning. I think there's something powerful about getting up in the first, the first thing that you do. The first thing you do is saying, God, I'm giving you today. I'm praying. I'm worshiping you. I'm repenting. I'm asking. I am surrendering to your, year, your will, and I'm praying that you show me. Think about that. You start your day like that? If any of this works, that's powerful. That's amazing. What could God do? So I think starting in the morning, Jesus, Jesus prayed a lot. So Paul the Apostle says, pray without ceasing. So pray all the time. There's a sense where we just pray all the time. Just praying constantly. Smith Wigglesworth, great revivalist, did amazing things for God, says, I don't often spend more than half an hour in prayer at one time, but I never go more than half an hour without praying. You know what? He was constantly plugged in, wasn't he? He's constantly plugged in. He's constantly saying, oh God, help me as I'm going into this meeting. Oh God, help me with this situation. Oh God, I'm sorry about that attitude. Oh God, uh, this person I'm trying to help or encourage, Lord, I pray you do something amazing. He's constantly praying. What if we did this? What if we did this? Then who should we pray to? This might be the most powerful, important part. We should pray. And I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I kind of saved it for the, last, for the end. And well, I didn't put it in the verse, the Lord's Prayer. But Jesus starts with this. We pray to the Father. And not just the Father, our Father. Now, that doesn't sound amazing to you because you've heard it a million times. But for those that were hearing it for the first time, it was revolutionary. It was revolutionary. Because they understood God as the creator, is the one who spoke. So they had lots of respect and reverence, but they didn't have that feeling they could just come up and talk to him about anything. But when Jesus says, our father, he changes it. He says, yeah, the Father, the one who created everything, but I want you to pray to our Father, your Father. Jesus actually takes it up a notch in Mark chapter 14 when he says, Abba, Father. We don't have an exact word for that, the exact translation. The closest thing we have in English is Daddy. So he's like, you should pray Daddy God. Is that how you start your prayer time? <laughs> Doesn't that feel weird? Like, that would feel weird. It's, it feels weird saying it out loud in front of you. Daddy God. But Jesus is like, you shouldn't feel weird. He's like, that's what should feel normal. You should be so close. You should look at him like daddy. My youngest still calls me daddy. My two older kids, they've moved on. They've grown out of that, unfortunately. 
but my uh, my my youngest still calls me uh, daddy, and uh, I love it. It's just so great. Daddy, will you hold me? Daddy, will you help me? And and you know the cool thing about having toddlers and little ones is they remind us this is what Jesus wants us to view our relationship with God like like my daughter when she gets to church I, I usually get here early on Sundays and go over my notes and pray and just get my mind uh, focused and then Jen will bring the kids and when my daughter gets here almost always she come busting into my office boom just open the door I could be in a meeting I could be praying she does not care <laughs> She just comes up. I could be talking to someone, and she just come in. Daddy, 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 daddy. Hey, daddy, I'm here. I'm here. Notice me. Look at me. <laughs> Even at home, like if I'm talking to my Jen or the kids, like she'll just get in my face. You know, like look at me. Like it's, she's so comfortable. She has no inhibition. This is how God wants us to approach him. Hebrews 4, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Another version says with boldness, boldly approach the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace. If you will approach God like this, you're gonna get the help that you need. That's, that's what it's all about. So here's what I want us to do. I just wanna take a few moments together because I don't want to just, I don't want this to be another sermon you hear. Like, I really want this to change us. Because what if, church, everybody who's here at North Campus, South Campus, watching online, you're watching this later. What if all of us actually did this? What if we all prayed like this every single day? Revival. God's kingdom coming. Heaven opening, opening up. Miracles in your family, in your situation, in our church. That's what we wanna do. And so here, I wanna take a moment before we, before we move on with the rest of the day, our day and actually do this. So will you stand with me, everybody at North Campus, South Campus, watching online, find a place to pray. And I actually want us to walk through the P-R-A-Y-S together. I'm gonna lead us, but I want us to, I want us to, I want us to pray. And we're just gonna do a little, a little version. And so as I'm leading it, I wanna encourage you to do this as well. But before, just take a couple minutes, but I want us to walk through this. Can we pray about this? Pray for our prayer time. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for the privilege of prayer that you have given us. That God, you've let us just say, to come into your presence You've let us come into your presence, Lord, and just, and just be bold and to be so comfortable with you. God, thank you so much for that. I pray that, God, you would bring revival. I pray that, God, you would, you would stir our hearts. You would change us, God. Lord, I pray that you would do what you want to do. Lord, I just pray for it. I pray that this would get in us and it would change us and we would live this out. We would be your people and you would be our God. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna walk through, we're gonna walk through these. Right where you are, would you just lift your hands all across this place?
and just begin to praise him out loud. Would you just begin to praise him just in your own words? Say, God, I love you. Come on, church, use your own words. Just say, God, I love you. God, you are holy. God, we praise you and we glorify you. We lift you up, Lord God. We thank you for your goodness. Come on, will you just thank him for something he's done for you? God, we thank you for your, your faithfulness. How many times have you come through for us, Lord? Come on, we just lift him up. Lord, we love you. God, we glorify you. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How many times have you come through for us? Lord, we love you. God, we praise you. Oh, God, we, we lift up your name. You are so good. You have been faithful. You are magnificent. You are wonderful. You are deliverer. You are Father. God, we worship you, praise you. There's no one like you, God. No one like you, Lord. We just lift you up. Thank you. Praise you. Now, God, we, we, we repent. God, we take a moment right now and we just turn from our sin. We turn from our sinful habits, our sinful activities, just afresh and anew. We just commit that in your presence to you, Lord Jesus. God, we just pray that you, would, that you would help us not to walk in the flesh, but to walk according to the Spirit. God, for the, for the things specifically that all of us struggle with, God, we just turn from those things in the name of Jesus and we turn toward you. Wow, we, we know we'll never be perfect on this earth, but Lord, we want to be more like you, more like your Son. Change us from the inside out. And now, Lord, we ask you for great things. Lord, we ask you for miracles. We ask you for revival. We ask you for your will to be done, for the needs that we have. We pray for healings. We pray for marriages. Lord, we pray for workplaces. We pray for favor. We pray for God dreams to be birthed in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for these things. We ask for these things. We are trusting that your kingdom is gonna come, Lord. And God, as we're praying that, we say, Lord, that's what we want. We want your will. Lord, we want your will to be done. So God, we just come and we surrender. We lay down our desires. We lay down our values. And we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. And when you pray this right where you are, just lay it down. God, I pray, I just surrender my life to you. And now, God, we pray that you would show us your glory. God, we pray you would show us where you want us to go. Lead us. Give us direction. Come on, will you pray for direction right where you are? For wisdom, God, for direction, for purpose. Lord, we pray that you would show us the calling that you have on our hearts, the spiritual gifts that you have for us. Lord, we pray that you would do that. God, help us to find your path and to pursue it with all that we are. God, we are praising you. God, we are glorifying you. God, we can't wait to see what you are gonna do because we know that you are good and that you're just getting started and that the best is yet to come is more than a phrase, is our reality as we put our hope and our trust in you. Father, we thank you for it. We worship you, we praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship.